Hey, yo, band nerds. Thanks for tuning in to March It Back. It's great to be talking to everyone, whether you are driving, working on homework, making dinner, or whatever else you may be doing. I'm your host, Kylie Sadamka, a senior trumpet player for the Cornerscrum Marching Band. I'm also a double major in sports media and broadcasting. My guest and I have a great episode in store for you. We're going to talk about our extra week of West Side Story, performing it inside a Memorial Stadium, and our preparation for show six. Joining us this episode is Stephanie and Kaylee. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi guys, my name is Stephanie. I am a senior this year studying music education with an emphasis on saxophone. I'm also a first year drum major, which has been a lot of fun, but I played saxophone before that. Hi guys, my name is Kaylee Cooper. I am a freshman clarinet player and I am currently a chemical biology major with a psych minor and I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. So go Chiefs. That's a course load right there in itself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody else. Very difficult. Um, I'm considering switching to like a music major because I really want to go um, into pre-med and I, I don't know. I like chemistry, but I'd rather do something in music and like then work my way to pre-med. Understandable. Thank you for joining me this episode. So let's dive in. After weeks of preparing West Side Story, we got to perform it at NSBA and I would say it was an amazing experience as a performer and that a bunch of high school band kids got to see it too. So we kind of talked about this last episode, but what was it like for you guys to perform this? NSBA is like a whole nother world of performance just because you are performing in front of literally band nerds. And so the level of excitement just kind of pushes the ensemble to do better. And being on the podium for the first time was really interesting because you have all the other little drum majors in the stands and they're cheering you on. And um, it's just a lot of fun. And it it's a good practice run for game day, which was really nice. Um but yeah, I don't know. I really loved it. Um, being on the field was completely different, especially like dealing with the hash marks and trying to figure out things. So it's really nice to just kind of stand up there and wave my arms and make sure that everybody stays together. But yeah. Um, unfortunately, I was not there because of a family emergency back home, but I heard that it was an amazing experience from a lot of my friends. And I could just imagine, I mean, when I was in high school marching band, I mean, when I was an ensemble member and then even a drum major, it was just such a surreal experience to be able to see like the like collegiate bands and what they were doing. And it just, I mean, it pushes so much interest into these high school kids. It's like you can continue to do it and you can still have fun in college while you're suing, like pursuing maybe like engineering or like different majors that aren't music. Like you can do it both. I'm sorry for the family emergency. Thank you. <laughs> but luckily you got to perform it the week later. Yes, yes. So let's talk about what happened then before we got to actually do West Side Story when we get found out we were doing this to begin with. So after we had the roster posted for the band, Professor Falcone gave us a presentation that had our shows and what songs we were going to play. What was your reaction to finding out that we were going to be performing West Side Story? I was so excited. I am a musical junkie, so I just love all of it. And West Side Story was actually one of the first Broadway shows that I kind of had experience and exposure to. And so I was absolutely just thrilled to be a part of this and all, all of us were kind of like guessing the songs at first because we didn't know exactly what was going to be included in the show and so we were like putting together a playlist trying to decide like are we going to do Mambo are we going to do America and just kind of like getting ready for picking our songs which is great. I think this was probably my favorite show that we've actually ever performed this year. Um, when we first found out about like everything first off it was different like finding out the shows at first because it was like um, just kind of like what to anticipate this season, but I've never done that before since I'm a freshman. And 
Um, I've actually never watched like Stranger Things and I didn't have as much exposure with like all of the other things, but I love West Side Story. It's one of my favorite musicals. Also was probably the fir- one of the first ones that I ever saw. And I saw the newer one in theaters and it was just such like a magical experience. I just loved the music. I loved the actors. They were amazing. They were phenomenal. And just everything, the way that it was just structured was just, you could tell like it was it was amazing. Um, and it just, I knew that that was going to be my favorite show of the season. And it definitely was. I know when I first found out we were doing West Side Story, it became like a closing the yearbook for me thing. Because when I was a freshman in high school, the first time I ever did marching band, our first show was West Side Story. And now I'm a senior and I got to do West Side Story again. It's like, this is full circle. It's coming to a close. And I was like, take a breath. It's going to be fine. It's going to be very wholesome to do it. And it's going to sound a lot better since it's a college marching band compared to a high school marching band. But when we heard Maria and then Clayton did the solo, I was like, oh boy, (laughs) here we go. And then the company front in tonight was just immaculate. And I love company fronts in any song. But then West Side Story is like, this was perfect. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was like chef's kiss, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) The show was just a way to like create art in a new level because you know in the past it's been like fight songs you know just little things that weren't weren't as like a musical masterpiece and so it was really fun to like play with that and be able to perform it and actually work on the product absolutely I think a lot of people resonated with the show I think we had a lot a lot of people who loved the just the musical of itself and you could just tell that like when we were playing it because everyone just brought so much energy to it and it was almost like it was a completely different band that we were playing with and like a different atmosphere because it was just like everything was just like so surreal and you were just like surrounded by this amazing sound but also like especially the company front that was just amazing yeah so leading up to it i don't know i didn't know what we were going to expect going into this show music but then it was definitely more difficult than I think a lot of people were anticipating. It was a challenge, because normally when I look at music, there's always one song. It's like, I need to make sure I practice it, and that's gonna be good to go. But every song, there was something, I was like, I need to look at this if I'm going to get it. And drill-wise, most challenging show of the year. There were so many things going on with choreo, and flashes, just everything you can think of, we did. So what was it like for you learning the music and then learning the drill alongside it? Yeah, I um, picked America because I knew it was going to be in mixed meter and I wanted to challenge myself a little bit. And I I didn't know at first that it would be a small group of people playing at the beginning. So once I got the music and I looked at it, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to try to hold this group together. And especially if we're spread across the field. And so it was a challenge trying to get everybody to play in time, especially marching in time with that mix meter. And I'm sure you guys have a lot to say about that. But um, it was a challenge to get you guys going. And I spent so many hours practicing in my bedroom, just getting that meter changed down, especially when we went into like the two four pattern so it was a lot of fun I loved it but it was it was something else for sure like you were saying earlier we we played this in my high school as well but this was kind of like one of our hit orchestra songs that unfortunately like well we like professionally recorded it which was really cool so we did get to in a way like perform it but um, we couldn't be under the stage that year because it was COVID so I 
had already knew like the music and everything. So it wasn't as much of a challenge, I think, for me, just because I was able to kind of like remember most of it. And um, I learned songs by ear and like by listening. So I was able to really like, like once we like learned, like pretty much like heard it, I was like, okay, I remember what this is like. And it was kind of like a refresher. But I agree, like the drill was definitely very challenging. I think trying to march in 6-8 and then like march normally like right after like in the song was very very difficult and um when we had like the two different parts of the field like the front of the field was doing something different than the back of the field it was also challenging because I was I was one of the people in the back of the field and we were like consistently going like six eight and then we went like normal time so that that was pretty difficult but I definitely think that it came together very very well and everyone was like really really dedicated to like getting the drill set and getting the music set, even though it was difficult. Like, I think everyone just had, like, a special type of love for the show. At this point in the season, I would say it's safe to say that the band would say this is their favorite show so far, just because after we did eventually figure it out, the challenge was accepted, and we, I think we went above that standard. I think people really, really enjoyed it. Stephanie, you kind of already mentioned this already, so last episode, Ian, Catherine, Matt said they got to pick songs like for all the shows this year. And you said you picked America. You said it was kind of like for the challenge. Was there any other reason that you picked America? Yeah, um, my family is actually from Puerto Rico. And so the whole song is talking about the difference between Puerto Rico and Manhattan. So I grew up listening to this for many reasons on top of just already loving Broadway. And so I was like, I have to do this song. Like this is a girl power moment. It's in mixed meter. So we're going to have fun with that. Plus, like it's really talking about like where my family kind of comes from. And so I knew this was on like my top five when we were going through and picking all of the songs throughout the season. I was like, I want America. And I think I think the others were glad I took it. And they got to have their fun with like, Maria was just absolutely gorgeous. And tonight was also amazing, especially with that company front. So I, I'm really glad that I ended up with this one. And I had a lot of fun with it. So what was it like hearing the song then on the field after it started to like come together, even when we were all spread across the field? It was it was like a magical moment. Like it was clashing and not lining up. And then I think like right before NSBA, we had gotten it for the first time and everybody seemed just so excited. And all that was left to do was just turn up the volume and get everybody even more excited at the end, especially with that key change. Um, but by rehearsal, I think on Thursday this last week, every Everybody was, they bought in, they were loving it. And so um, it was just really great to hear it. And just being in front of everybody, it, you get to hear the whole band and it, it was great. I think it turned out really well. It was definitely a fun one, and it wasn't as much playing for the band just because of that little percussion thing at the beginning, but it was still fun, and I really liked the song because of how many moving notes there were. I love moving notes, 
And since I'm C rank, I don't have to play high. So the fact that it was low and it was just moving so much, I was like, chef's kiss. This is this is my song. I am going to do so well with it. And Ian, I was right in front of Ian the whole time. And he was like, he was like, yeah, you, you were getting into it. And I was like, this is my favorite song. I'm so excited to play this song. That is amazing. I love hearing that you guys enjoyed playing it too, because we have a different love and different connection to it. So I love that you love the notes and that they're moving and amazing. What was the clarinet music like for America? Um, I think uh, it was it was challenging, but it was it was fun. Um, obviously, a lot of moving notes. We don't have different ranks like a lot of the other sections do, so uh, it's it's different because it's like you switch every week, and it it wasn't it wasn't challenging, but it also wasn't easy. So it's kind of like in the middle, but it was perfect. I mean, I loved the music. I loved you know like. Just the drill that went along with it so well. And I think that at first, like like you both were saying, like it was at first, like it wasn't all coming together, like it wasn't all clicking. And then just one rehearsal just like clicked. And I think we were all that just kind of propelled us all to like be more encouraged to just kind of like work through the difficulties and everything. But I would say that the sectionals and everything that we had leading up to that was like very, very impactful because learning that music on your own is very difficult, especially when you go from one week, it's a little bit easier and you like are used to like these one week shows. And then the next second, it's like, oh my gosh, like all these notes, all of these like, you know, triplets or 16th notes or et cetera. And then you're just kind of like jumping into it. But our section leaders and our rank leader, um, they're all amazing. So I, I think that I couldn't have done it without them, and they just are the most supportive people, and just everyone in leadership is really amazing, but also everyone in the band is just there for you, and they're there to, like, support you. So if you're having trouble, like, it's really easy to get help if you want to get help. Let's talk about the extra week then we had with West Side Story. So normally after a performance, we're done with that show, and we just move on to the next one. However, since NSBA was before the next home game, we just had an extra week where we got it clean, and that was definitely nice, especially for tonight, because tonight was our like freshest song that we learned drill-wise, and it looks good on the field at NSBA. There's definitely some like rough patches where like, ooh, we did not make as straight of a line as we needed to here, but it still looks good from where they're at, which is great. But like when you're on the field and we're like facing inward bound towards each other, and I look and I see someone like at the very other end zone. And I should not see the other person at the end zone. It's a little like, uh oh, but it looked good and they all enjoyed it, which was awesome. But we really got to like, like work on that and like make those lines straight. So it wasn't like I can see staggering people. It was like I can only see the person in front of me because we are in that straight of a line, which was great. Straight lines are always a doozy in our shows. I think it was so hard, too. I mean, we struggled with that. And for a while, too, I remember one of the rehearsals this week, I was, like, freaking out. I was like, oh, no. Like, I was – I knew we were going to get it, but I was just, like, freaking out about it. And then I think something that also clicked was people started, like, using their peripheral, like, vision more and, like, just looking to the person next to them and not trying to, like – physically like move their bodies to like see the other people and I think that's what may have been throwing some people off but drill wise yeah I think the straight lines are like the most difficult part but I think for music wise for me like America was the most (laughs) difficult song it was still fun though so it was good good to hear (laughs) I uh 
always get worried when we have a show that's longer than a week long, especially when we've only done basically week long shows because we're towards that, you know, part of the band season, mid to late October when everybody literally wants to kill each other. And so I was like, we got to keep this momentum going. We're going to be working on the fine tuning things. Not everybody loves doing this. And so we were trying to come up with ways to keep it interesting, but you know, still get to the work. But we didn't even need to do that because everybody was there. They were there mentally and physically working really hard. And we were very surprised with like the motivation that we had and like thoroughly excited about that. Um, I don't know. It was just really interesting. I think this is the first band year that we've had that we have had just really good positivity and excitement about the band, even at this part of the season, especially with how the season football wise is going. And so I think we were able to accomplish a lot of stuff, a lot of good things throughout this week. It was a great week of rehearsing, a fantastic week, probably our best week of rehearsals all year, even considering that some of those weeks were like one week shows. This one, we were like so focused and so ready to clean it up. And like there were some moments where like, oh, we're playing, we're playing it again, you know, but it's like we still made it sound good. It wasn't just like 50 percent effort. It was we are going to give it our all every time. And it showed, I think, in every run that we did, which awesome. It, you were right. We definitely haven't had this in years past. So the fact that we had it this year was great. Very rewarding. I was really confident going into Saturday. Mm-hmm. How did you guys feel? I felt great. You know, everybody, it was like a breeze. Our rehearsal on Saturday was like super speedy because we all had, we knew the material. We weren't worried about it at all. There was no no stage fright or anything going into it. And I think we were just ready to show off what we had done. You know, NSBA was really nice to like kind of give everybody a sneak peek of the show. Like even though it was fully finished, it wasn't the full capacity. And so it was nice to just perform it in front of the 90,000 people that we have. And let me say, we made a huge impact. I had so many people reach out to me on social media last night that I haven't talked to in years that are from my hometown and just random places across Nebraska. And they were like, I absolutely loved the show this week. Like I wasn't a super huge fan of West Side Story or knew the music very well, but you guys made an impact on the audience. You were loud. We could hear you. It was just super clean and you could see the energy on the field. So it was great. I think for me, I so this is my first full run in front of an audience. So, I mean, besides yesterday, if you count, like, performing it in front of the, like, parents, of course, which was, like, the opposite side of the field. But I always have, like, this almost, it's been getting better lately, but almost kind of, like, these nerves, like, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited, but I don't want to let, like, that excitedness, like, make me nervous. So I'm always excited but not nervous unless, like, it becomes too much. But I just, I love this show so much that I was like, I'm, I'm going to be fine. Like, and I think it was just, it was amazing. Um, just being in the ensemble, like on the field, is just a, a totally different experience. I mean, I think a lot of people don't think about like when you're actually like standing like in the ensemble, because my first time when we were doing like the Kimball Hall performance for the first one for Stranger Things, I was like, oh my gosh. And it's almost like it just it just clicks like it just especially that company front it was like our like entire band family is doing this company front and it was just it was so impactful I think for the audience and it almost like I could I felt like I could almost tell like they kind of like took a breath like especially we did that company front and like Stephanie was saying like the energy was just amazing and everyone was just so excited for the show I 
I don't really think anybody was just like, oh, let's just like perform this and get this over. But I think everyone was really like, I want to perform the show to the best of my capabilities because we've worked so hard on it and we put so so much dedication and effort into the show. And I'm personally very sad to see it like over now and just kind of like the the fifth chapter of our season close. But I'm very glad with like how it turned out and just the fact that we can leave an impact on our audience is just it just makes the experience that much better honestly because that's what you want to do you want to draw people into the music and I think we did a really good job at that this week people were very invested in our show this week which was amazing and I remember when we went to the company front moment I could see people like turn their head they're like what why did it get so much louder like we are loud but we made ourselves like a good loud like people turned their heads and then we did the end where we had our feet closed and then we had our feet apart and then we did above parallel to the sky rim up there and they were just like whoa and there were so many applause for us after and I was like this feels so good this is amazing mm-hmm. they love the yes. band <laughs> I I was on side ladder for the final song tonight and you know I'm supposed to be looking at center ladder like paying attention to what's happening but once we got to that company front you guys just sounded so amazing that I literally turned and looked at you guys and smiled because I was like I can't uh, you need some appreciation right now because it was just beautiful it was amazing oh thanks Devaney of course. <laughs> so let's talk about a warning that we were given to us before going into Saturday pregame was going to be different uh, again <laughs> I talked about this earlier in the podcast series, but there's always a sort of trend where pregame is changed ever so slightly every single game. Like the first game was normal, but that was like the freshman's first time of marching pregame in front of 90,000 people. So definitely like a different experience for vets. It's like, eh, whatever. It's easy for us. But then for freshmen, it's like, whoa, this is insane. The second pregame, though, we had a 200-piece barbershop choir come in and sing the national anthem, which Laura said she did not like because it was the Title IX show and it was a 200-piece men barbershop choir. So it's like, what are the odds? What are the odds? The third pregame, though, was it was the big kickoff at noon for Fox Sports. So a tunnel had to go out differently. That was my tunnel. (laughs) That was my tunnel. It was terrifying. It was so crazy because there were just so many people over there that I was like, we're not going to make it out on time. We're going to do another thing that we did last year. We're not going to get the cadence going, but it was fine. We made it, but it was okay. (laughs) It was also the one where the Oklahoma director came and did the national anthem for us, which he did a great job. No one told him about the end, though, where we get quiet and we like crescendo through it. We did not do that, which was fine. I mean, he didn't know any better, so... We can't fault him for that. It was just really funny because we were done playing before the flyover and we're like, uh. A little bit of awkward silence. It was great. That's all right. I mean, why not? And then the fourth game, I think that was probably the normal one. Just, I think we, if we wanted to like put like, oh, what was different about this? It was a night game with Mickey Joseph. I think that might have been the only real difference. But honestly, that was probably the normal one. But then this pregame. Not only did we not have a flyover during the Star Spangled Banner, but the people that stay on the field to make the tunnel formation had to move off the field because we had six or seven parachuters coming down with flags and stuff, which was very cool, very awesome. But what was it like trying to adjust to another pregame's difference? 
I mean, this was my first adjustment, major adjustment as a drum major, and we kind of do our own little thing. So it's easy for us to kind of work around what you guys need to do. So that was really nice. But making sure that you guys felt comfortable with the change was really interesting for me. And things were changing even when tunnel was happening. I mean, the parachuters were coming down and one of the guys from like marketing came over and he was like, okay, you're going to go out now and like start waving the band on. And so we started getting you guys out and he's like, we're going to follow you. And Matt and I do this little like mace work as we walk out and in the middle of it there were people walking through the tunnel and I was like this is interesting so powering through you guys did great learning it there was no hesitation and you knew exactly what to do but little changes were you know fun and spontaneous. Yeah, so I would say probably my first ever pregame here. It was it was a very surreal experience. Um at my high school we did march like pregame sets. So that I was familiar with. I was familiar with like doing the sets and playing music and doing everything, which a lot of high school bands don't do. It's like sometimes just like a stand and play. And that's how my band used to be like my freshman and sophomore year. But once we started getting more competitive, like my junior and senior year, that's when we would like do those sets. And then, I mean, just performing in front of 90,000 fans is, is very surreal. Like my high school, like always used to be packed with fans, like always would sell out because our football team is like it always is like going to state or doing really well so that part is a little bit different here um but I would say pregame this week um I'm a Big Ten flag member so I don't actually play like any of pregame actually but I would say that it was a little bit different and the cool part about it is when we all went to like the end game I had like you know like I was in the front so I could see like everything except kind of not because the sun was like (laughs) in my eyes and my blue eyes are very sensitive so I couldn't see everything but the parachuters coming down was very very cool I think everybody was surprised when the flyover didn't happen they were like what's going on like why is the band going to the you know end zone and everything but when we were putting our flags up after everything had happened, which was super cool, like seeing them come down with the flags and everything. I actually got to talk to some of the members who like flew down and everything and like asking them how high they flew down from. And like, there's even a video on TikTok that they made with like flying down and everything. And it was super cool. I think also because the last woman to fly down or the last person to fly down was a woman. And it was just also kind of like a girl power moment. Like she was carrying like the United States flag and it was just so cool. And they were just amazing people. Like they were super sweet. And we were like, good job. Like you guys did amazing. Like that is hard work. And they were like congratulating us too. So it was just awesome to meet them. Hindsight, I wish I could have got a picture with them because they are very cool people. But just the experience of itself, like almost every single pregame, like you guys were saying, is different, is really cool because it's like we were not doing the same thing every week. Like a lot of people think it's like there is something different about every week, even if it's not like big. Like, you know, like when we were doing the um, national anthem and the Oklahoma director was conducting us, like some people may not think that's big, but that's still a change from like what's normal. So to us, it's big. So I think just being able to like have all these like variations of pregame is super fun because we get to change the halftime show every week and we're pretty much doing that with pregame every week too. 
Well, you mentioned that the parachuters were really awesome people. And one thing I found really incredible was they actually stayed and watched our post game. I don't know if you guys noticed it, mm-hmm. but they were right along the side supporting us, you know, just as we supported them. So it was really great to get that feedback, too. So they were yeah. really great. That's awesome. I didn't know. I First of all, I didn't know that the last parachuter was a woman with the flag, like the United States flag. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Go, go, woman. I know. Man. I know. <laughs> And then they stayed for post game. Yes, That's so mm-hmm. sweet. They were like standing off to the sides, and I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" Like it. Yeah, I really wish I would have got a picture with them. That would have been cool. But I mean, just the experience itself. Like, and just the way that you know everyone in Memorial Stadium supports each other. It's just such a surreal experience. I don't think you can get that anywhere else. Honestly, I agree. Honestly, it's just it's different in Memorial Stadium. Like. We're Nebraska people, so we're going to say that. But there really is just a crazy atmosphere in there, like, when it comes to the game. But then it comes to, like, the dedication of fans, like, in all different aspects. Like, there was a good number of people that were leaving during the game. But then there were still a good number of people that stayed to listen through post-game. Like, they were on their way out, but then they heard us start playing, and they stayed. They didn't have to do that. They could leave. But they wanted to say to listen to us. That's very wholesome for us it's like very like rewarding but it just shows that they do care about us in like all different aspects even after we lost the game but they stick <laughs> they stuck around and that does really mean a lot to us mm-hmm. i think the people who record are also very funny because they're like oh my gosh the band is playing and a lot of people like they'll get like like you can see them recording you're like oh my gosh like but, I mean, just the chemistry inside of the stands at the end of the game, like, it was it was very cool. Um, I was talking to Stephanie's sister, Lexi, <laughs> during while well, um, Stephanie was conducting, and there was a part where we were speeding up quite a bit. Um, I think it was also just because of nerves. I was like, <laughs> I, yes, and I was, I was telling Lexi because I was standing next to her. I was like, your sister's smiling. Her don't speed up smile. <laughs> it was it's like, one of those, like, teacher moments. You know? Yes. You, you, you know the face yes and I just I think it was it's just so surreal like seeing the drum majors like get into it and like not just be like I mean it's a different thing for drum majors to conduct but it's also another different thing for them to also conduct and bring their own emotions into that and you can tell that by like especially the way that Stephanie conducts I think you can tell it by the emotions on her face but also like Ian does like he smiles and so does Catherine and um I think Matt gets really excited, too. I I see mostly the three of them a lot. I'm not, like, I don't see Matt as much, but um, it's just, it's such a surreal experience in the stands. And I think, like, there's always the four people, like, the four guys who, like, do the face paint and everything who stay for every single game. It's like, you have dedication. They are huge Husker fans. Like, it's, it's, and they're in the student section. And not a lot of the student section stays. I think they're kind of like, let's get out of here. Like, let's, let's go home or do other things. But, I mean, for the people who stay, like, stay. And just to see the chemistry that the entire band has, it's just, it's amazing, honestly. Honestly, I think the game day that we had was probably, like, the best all-around day that the band had. Like, from the morning rehearsal to the Kimball concert, Matt was telling me that Kimball concert was probably the loudest but, like, best one he's ever been to in five years. Like, that's including four years of playing. It was the best one. It was so well together, and it sounded good. We hit all the dynamics, all the accents. We hit everything that we needed to, and it really, like, had an impact 
at For Kimball sure. concert. I mean, you guys played Cali chords. That's the first thing we do at Kimball concert. And you got to that third part of it and all of the drum majors looked at each other and you were just so loud and so powerful we were like yep it's it's going to be good, a good day it's going to be a good show we know this is going to be fantastic and you guys gave us a good boost of confidence which was really awesome it was just I mean yeah like Stephanie was saying like I could just tell like the third Cali chord and we were like and everybody was talking before and they were like wow there's a lot more people here than there is normally and it was just I mean, I think the support for the band is really growing, especially like people just love how the halftime shows are different, like every single game. But I was talking to Matt after and he was, I mean, everyone was surprised by the amount, like the performance that we just like gave out. Like, and I mean, I was talking to Matt after and he was really, really happy with everything that just went on. And I think especially hearing from other people that like kind of like, getting that verification that it wasn't just you that had like a great performance, but it was also the entire band and, you know, leadership and the drum majors and just everyone involved and like, you know, color guard, drum line, everyone. Like, it's just awesome because it's like, we all came together. We all supported each, like each other, exactly what a family does. And, um, you know, like Stephanie was saying, this is more of, I feel like kind of more of a family show, especially with her connections with, you know, America and just the show in general. And I think just to be able to tie that all together is just like a perfect little present with the bow. It's just, it was amazing. What would have made the bow go on the present though was a win. Oh, uh, yeah. That's the only yeah. thing we needed. I know. I think we were doing really, really good, like, the first and second quarter. I, okay, hear me out. Like, I pay attention, but I'm also, like, a very talkative person. So I like talking to my friends, like, pretty much the entire game, unless we're playing. And I think then the second half, I don't think we scored, like, any points. And um, one of my friends was saying that, uh, Oh my gosh, why can't I think of his name now? I feel terrible, but our quarterback got out because of the forearm injury. So I think that kind of disrupted the team a little bit, kind of like, you know, as unfortunate things like that do. And it makes everybody like really, really sad. Oh, Casey Thompson. Yes, that's his name. Of course, now I think of it. But um, I think they still did good. I mean, they were playing against a ranked team. So there is that too. But no, like regardless I mean we're still here to support them like that's what the band does and I, w- I feel like everybody's just here to support each other so yeah it it was a fun game I think yeah. regardless of the outcome we had fun doing it um but it was definitely like the first drive was just great I was like we're gonna keep up you know even if we're not gonna win we're gonna hold our own and we're gonna keep up mm-hmm. and you know I was on the stands for second quarter and that's when we just didn't score and going into halftime like I was like this is a turning point we've got to do good so there was a lot of like tension and stress like I was trying to watch the game and let me tell you I have had to learn so much football over the past (laughs) summer we actually like the drum majors had like football lessons so that we knew what the heck was going on and so I was like stressed trying to like pay attention to what was happening and call stands tunes and you know injured player here and like interception there and I was like you know this this is a game it's just a game (laughs) yeah when you watch football it's so difficult to watch Nebraska play <laughs> just because there's so many things you're like, what just happened? I had no idea at moments. I couldn't even tell. Like I was because I was standing next to Gavin, who is also a very big football fan. So talking to him with it and he was very sad, as a lot of us were. I think I've gone to the point now after last season and then getting to this point again in this season. I'm not the most sad. I'm just, you know what? We're just going 
to do our best. But something that Gavin told me yesterday, he was like, yesterday was a great day for fans of punters. Because (laughs) holy Lanta, there were so many punts. We were like, Boshini! Yes, Boshini! That was incredible. Yeah. One of the things I also found funny was we introduced Don't Stop Believing into the stands this week. And we played it like two or three times, even towards the end of the fourth quarter. And, you know, it's it's a true statement of how Nebraska fans are. We don't stop believing. And so I thought it was just completely ironic at the time. <laughs> I mean, I agree going off of that. Like, I am a very optimistic person. So I was like, guys, don't worry. Like, especially like when we were going into halftime, like it was just, I mean, I, th- I, bl- I think we were tied. Um, are very close to it and I was like okay well maybe like maybe we can come back in the second quarter like things are looking up for us and then everything just happened I was like that's okay like we're typical Nebraska fans like that's okay next game (laughs) I think a lot of people are like also stressed because we have three games well three or four something like that for the rest of the season and people really want a bowl game which (laughs) would be great to go to but um, I think just the atmosphere of the band and like that's enough for me. Like, would would winning kind of like put everything together? Like you know, the little bow on top or the cherry on top. Yeah, but um, I think that it was still a really really good game. So especially the first and second quarters. Yeah, the third and fourth quarters were a little rough without Casey Thompson, but Bushini Bushini did. He got his hero. work in. Great job. <laughs> yeah, I think. Oh, what was it? We were talking about this in the stands, but we think that there was not ever a first down for Nebraska that we no. earned. It was it was only by a flag. I don't think we ever actually earned a first down. I noticed that too because you know we do the little like drum cadence, and I was like, we haven't done that. That's so sad. Yeah, it's you know what? It was all right though. But Professor Falcone said that this was our best game when it came to stands tunes too. So that w- that was also that could have been our bow for that. Exactly. There's always something that's like, uh oh, like we did not do good there. And then you guys keep calling confident and don't <laughs> stop believing. We're just like, read the room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's twenty six to nine. <laughs> all of the hype songs are all about believing yourself. <laughs> so it, it might not have been a win for like Nebraska, but it was a win for the Nebraska bands, one hundred percent. Because like Professor Falcone said, you guys sounded phenomenal. So we were taking advantage of that. You know, keep the playing going. Try to keep the stands going in the student section. So it was great. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I was like you too. Like I was like, no, why are we calling Don't Stop Believing again? Like we're 26 and nine in the fourth quarter. Like it, three minutes on the clock. There is no way we can come back from this. But I mean, it's just a true testament to what Nebraska football is. I mean, you, you never know what to expect. You may get a win, you may get a loss. Like I mean, I think it's just the fans that tie it together and the band. Like I saw someone wearing a shirt earlier in rehearsal yesterday. And was like, the band never loses a halftime show. It's it, it was funny, but um, I mean, win or loss, like I agree. Like it was the best game that we've had in the stands so far this season. I think it was just everybody was pumped and everyone was into the game. Like everyone was like trying to. I mean, we were against the ranked team and we were doing really well in the first half. So I think there was that too. But regardless, it was just a great show for us, like especially as band people, you know? Yeah, you just made me think of it too. But at the rehearsal in the morning then that we had, it's also Halloween weekend. So some people decided to come and wear costumes. I just wore a hat because I was like, I'm going to get hot if I wear something else. So I just wore a hat and there weren't 
a lot of people wearing ones, but then the ones that were were like going all out. Like one of our trumpet players had one of the inflatable dinosaur costumes, <laughs> and he did two runs of pregame in. He did the two runs of halftime in it. And the only thing that really killed him was backwards marching. <laughs> yep. And there was a lot of that. <laughs> I was next to him getting ready for pregame out of tunnel. And I was like, I'm going to step on your tail as we go out. And it just, it was a good comedic relief in the stress of pregame. Um, for me, I did not dress up today. I didn't really get the memo since it's like my first Halloween in the band, but I did. I was planning to dress up tomorrow, um, but I I just had a late night the night before, and I was just like, I really need to get some sleep, and so I just got up, like, as late as I could, like, I mean, 7.15 late, if you really want to consider that, <laughs> but um, so I ended up wearing just, like, this really fuzzy, like, it's kind of like one of those, like, comfy things, except it's not a comfy, it's not, like, comfy branded, but it, it was, like, all white and had, like, a red Nebraska in on it, which was super comfortable, but it got really hot towards the end, and I didn't want to, like, put it everywhere because it was, like, it could pick up stuff easily, so it was, like, I don't want stuff to get over it, which we ended up getting turf on it at the end when, like, the clarinets go on the ground to play um, hail, so there was that, but um, I think the, the costumes were really, really cool, um, especially, like, the color guard member that dresses Maria, like, that was, that was super cool, and the dinosaur, oh my gosh, like, when we were doing the one, like, stretch, like, the butterfly, butterfly, flap your wings, like, he was just, like, <laughs> doing, like, the typical, like, T-Rex, like, hand motion, <laughs> I was, like, I was laughing, like, dying to the people next to me, I was, like, guys, I can't, so, um, I mean, it was just, yeah, it was a good costume day for sure. I'm excited to see what people will wear tomorrow, especially since tomorrow is officially Halloween, which seems weird because Halloween's on a Monday this year. So it's kind of like, you know. Yeah, but that color guard member, Nikki, she dressed up as Maria. And then she took a picture with Professor Falcone because his name is Anthony. So Tony, it was so sweet. I had to check the Slack channel because I did not see it the first time. But I was like, oh. It was perfect. Yeah. That was perfectly planned it was also so funny because after every song the band always comes up with little sayings and stuff and after we finished the show everybody yelled tony and i just laughed every time it was it was amazing it's so good i love when they do that you just have to like listen back to drumline because they always say something because they're not like actually playing like an instrument like that goes up to their mouth so they can yell stuff unlike us we can't yell stuff and so you just got to listen back to them like they always have a little phrase before we do the visitor fight song in pregame. Sometimes it just depends. Like, I think last year, the one I can really remember was Fordham. They would just go, Fordham, 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 <laughs> and then we go into that. But sometimes it depends. They were like, oh, what was it? There was one that was like, what's a something? I don't remember what it was, though. Oh, uh, I don't even remember. Because, like, I, the only one I could think of would be, like, Illinois, but we did not play Illinois at mm-hmm. home last year. But there, there's sometimes we're like, what's a blank? And it's like, I don't know. Nobody either. knows. <laughs> I think I think that also ties into what they were doing at rehearsal yesterday. And um, DB even had to be like, hey, guys, um, I know you guys are drumline, but, like, keep it down a little because, like, we're trying to rehearse. And they had to – I think – I mean, they like to move everywhere too. And, I mean, typical drumline, you know. Um, but DB even had to call them out like, guys, I appreciate the excitement, but you gotta you got to, like, make it tie into the show. Like, make it – you know, actually, you know, reasonable. And so they ended up not doing it, but 
I mean, it was DB's birthday also yesterday too, so shout out to him too. Yeah, happy belated birthday, DB. Yes. We got our good birthday song in. We, we did. did. Yes. Yeah. So it was a great performance, and after a month of no games, or as Professor Falcone called it, Bantober, we get to move on to the next show. So we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll talk about show six, Wild Blue Yonder. Welcome back. I'm your host, Kylie Sadamka. Stephanie and Kaylee are still here, and we're now going to talk about the next show, show six of seven. The official title of this show is Wild Blue Yonder, celebrating the 75th anniversary of the U.S. Air Force. Now, a little preface about this show. Once a year, the CMB does a tribute to the armed forces, the Army, the Marines, Navy, Air Force, Coast Guard, and the Space Force. While we do a show in honor of the vets, we change our pregame up a little bit. Again, we start off normally doing Dear Old Nebraska U and the Visitor's Fight song, but before we go into the Star Spangled Banner, we play the Armed Forces medley that includes all the Armed Forces songs. This medley can definitely be a doozy. I remember when we were first given this my freshman year, and it is a lot to take in, and definitely a challenging piece of music, especially trying to memorize it. And every year we play Armed Forces, it is always a one-week show. Next year, they announced it's two weeks. I only had one week to memorize it. Now, I know band members that are split on this, but I know some that absolutely love the Armed Forces Medley. Like, they cannot wait to play it every year. And then there are others that don't really care for it because of the difficulty in memorizing it. Where do you guys stand on that? You know, my freshman year, I was not a fan. I was like, this is not fun. It's hard. They're all the same. Like, what's the point? But I think now, like last year... I remember learning it, and once you kind of understand the structure of the song and like just listening to it more, I love it. It's a lot of fun. It's kind of a break from normal show music and kind of into that like traditional march style. So I really enjoy it. And this year I'm having a lot of fun because obviously I don't have to learn all the notes. All of the drum majors, we learn each fight song, so all the lyrics to the fight songs. And so we're learning all of the words to every song within Armed Forces, which has been a lot of fun for me to do. And it's, it's very interesting. Some of them have some fascinating lyrics, for sure. For me, it's not difficult. Uh, I play professionally in Kansas City, so it's we've played it before. We did a 4th of July tribute, which was very, very cool. Um, it's in Cameron, Missouri, and they have a huge, huge tribute to it. Also called the CMB, which is very funny because I was getting CMB emails at the same time. So um, it's called the Cameron Municipal Band. It has a huge trust, like history out there. And then I'm also in the Liberty Summer Band, which also has a lot, a lot of tributes down there as well because there's this, like the historical square. So we play it like all the time. It's literally like a band built to play like 
I guess like patriotic stuff in the summer so I mean I've had a ton of like experience with it I will say it's a little bit different just because it's a lot shorter you can't play the entire like three page piece what it is for like typical clarinet players um, but I do think a lot of people like especially freshmen like I was with one, some of my friends and they looked at it and they're like dude like are you kidding me like we have to learn this in a weekend I was kind of confused why they were bringing it out at first like so early on into like West Side Story when we were like finalizing everything and then I like understood I was like okay yeah this is this is challenging if you haven't had exposure to the piece before because especially like playing the piece for the first time like I did like in eighth grade it was like there's a lot of components to it um, so I think it's just a matter of like repetition, honestly, and trying to get familiar with the piece and everything and trying to tie it together. But yeah, I mean, pregame is always different and it's, I think it's very difficult trying to tie in this huge piece in one week, but I definitely know that we can do it. Yeah, it's definitely very demanding. My freshman year, I despised Armed Forces just because it was the one week show and I was like, we got to add this on top of everything else going on in freshman year, Kylie's life. But then, like, now this year, like, you know, when we just play it, like, in Huddle, it's fantastic. It's so much fun. And playing it when we go to, like, Highlights concert, ton of fun. Pre-game, though, pre-game is a different monster with Armed Forces Medley. It's, like, because where I stand in pre-game, I am, like, at the front. So it's, like, while other, like, everyone plays what they're supposed to do, there's, like, times where, like, oh, I could take a little break here, you know? I can't do that. I got to play the whole thing, which it's good, but it's also, like, holy crap i am very tired tired and like out of breath (laughs) and then you have to like put your horns down for two seconds put them right back up for star spangled banner and then they're like let's take a moment of silence you're like what Mm -hmm. (laughs) let's let's play you're like let's (laughs) my arms are shaking at this point it's like oh no i'm like trev alberts can see me with my arms shaking right now it's like i just want to hide behind a corner right now i don't like this i'm pretty sure freshman year when we did armed forces i'm also i used to be like right on the front west side and that's where all the celebrities are when they come and so i'm pretty sure like Dwayne wade and gabrielle union were right there while we were doing armed forces and i totally flubbed some notes and i was like you know this is fine everything is fine same kind of experience yeah, I think it's just, uh, it's it's the one-week shows, I think, for sure. I mean, putting it all together is just, I mean, I, luckily, I, so I don't even play it. I mean, I already know the piece, which it, it would be really nice if I knew the piece and was, like, playing it, like, for pregame. But since I'm a Big Ten flag member, like, I don't play in any of it, but still go through, like, the memorization and checks and everything, which is nice. Um, so I think it's also weird because it's like when we're standing there, like my arms get tired too. Like you said, Kylie, like I'm like, I'm standing with my flag. I'm like, no, no. Like I can feel my arms start to shake. I'm like, I hope the audience on like the, like the sides can't see the fact that my arm is shaking. I was like, I don't want to make it seem like I'm doing like an arm move with my flag when that's not what's intended at all. It's just like, we're standing there. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So yeah. Yeah, it's a demanding piece, and there is a ton to rehearse before the game, and I'm glad that we did start it earlier than what, like, other shows that we have done. It can be a chop killer at some point, especially with some of the different fight songs that they have, but I know many veterans enjoy when we play it, and if it honors them, more than happy to do it. Let's dive into the halftime show then. So for show six, we are honoring the Air Force for its 75th year anniversary, it may just be a show for some people because how do you come from West Side Story to the Air Force show? You know, West Side Story was just so hyped. 
And for some people, like the Air Force is like, oh, like, glad we get to like honor them. But it's like, no, really, like, like no significant meeting with it. But for some people that I know, like they have relatives or friends in the Air Force. It's like, oh, it's a good way to honor them. Like for me, my grandpa was in the Air Force and he just passed away in February, but he would have loved this show. And so I was like, this is a way, good way to honor him. You know, like out of all the shows we could have done this year, like this year after my grandpa passed, we were going to do an Air Force show. It's like, that's a sign. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a sign. I've got to see it when it's like right there. So very excited to perform it and can't wait to really see like how the music and drill work together. But what were you guys thinking when you first learned that we were going to do an Air Force show? I was really excited. I I enjoy the marches and the kind of like traditional music. And so being able to honor something at the same time is really meaningful. And my family has a huge military background. They've been in all of the different branches. And my aunt currently is um, in the Air Force. And so kind of like talking with her about the things that she experiences within the Air Force and like talking about the songs and the hymn and it's really great to communicate that and try to find a connection that hopefully like I could pass on to the band and show emotion towards while on the field. Uh, like Stephanie yeah I also and and you too um, Kylie I think I think it impacts a lot of people in the band too because a lot of people at least know someone who has served or before like that. Um, I know a lot of my family has served before and I don't remember distinctly like all the branches that they've been in but um, I think probably the one that I remember the most because it's mainly like uncles and aunts and stuff um, or like um, stuff like that but I had a cousin who was in the Air Force for a long time and I remember I, I was in like middle school early high school and he came to our house and like had we had a dinner with him before he left to serve so it was like I think it's just really impactful to be able to play the music and be able to just celebrate like everyone who served. And I remember, um, especially when I would play in the summer and the professional band and the other band is, um, it just like, I mean, seeing everyone stand up just in the community alone is just so impactful because it's like these men and women like poured their hearts into you know, America and just serving us and protecting us and to be able to give back to them, even in the slightest bit, I think it just, it makes me so happy to be able to do that. And it really has an impact. And, um, I think a lot of people like, you know, that have served, it's like a nice, like, thank you to them, like for everything that they've endured just for, you know, us, you know? Absolutely. And going back a little bit, we kind of just already talked about it, but it's another one week show. It's our last one of the season though. So it's like, oh, kind of bittersweet. But of course, it's a one-week show. Like, why wouldn't it be a one-week show when we have the Armed Forces Medley and then still a whole halftime show to memorize, including our new fight song, Minnesota Rouser? Just a little little fun fact. The trumpet section loves Minnesota so Rouser. the saxophone <laughs> section. They always play it, regardless if they visit or not. <laughs> it's such a fun song. So excited. When we found out they were going to be home this year, we were like, oh. We did a play. (laughs) But then we also learned last year that the Minnesota band, so there was a little away trip to Minnesota last year rather than like Purdue this year. Minnesota was that trip last year. And the Minnesota band said their favorite fight song is Dear Old Nebraska U. It's like, it's a mutual love. I love it. So exciting. Bonding. But we have to throw like all of that Mm -hmm. in like five days. Lots of practice room time. Oh, lots of individual practice. 
I think it's always fun to see like what the other bands are up to, especially like just having the connection with the other bands. Like, like you were saying, I was also someone who went to Purdue, and I actually know the drum major, one of the drum majors of uh, the Purdue band, Valerie Minnick, and I knew her from a camp that I've gone to for. Um, I went one year as a camper and served as an intern the next, and just to be able to know so many people, not only in the Big Ten bands, but also just like all around like I know people from like Baylor and like KU and MU and it's just like it's like a band family here but also like when you travel and you get to go see these bands it's like you have an even bigger family and like all of these other bands and like to be able to like you know honor the other bands that we're playing you know playing against but it's like the nice you know like the bands are still connected like the bands still have like the the cool fun relationship even though the fans are like oh let's destroy you know Minnesota or let's destroy like X team that we're playing, you know. Um, so I think it's always it's always fun to meet people from other states and everything. Yeah, while it's a one-week show, you know, we're going to enjoy it. I think yeah. Minnesota Rouser, honestly, that could be the favorite song for this mm-hmm. week. I'm not going to lie. I think that might be the one. It might take the cake on this one. It's just, it really is fun. And when you play it, you'll understand why. It's so yeah. much fun. I'm I'm excited, but I, I feel I have this feeling that it's probably going to be pretty similar to the saxophone and trumpets. I mean, that's usually kind of what clarinets do. Like, we have a lot of, like, similar parts with, like, the trumpets. Except, I mean, except for, like, the Stranger Things, like, trumpet feature. And, like, the trumpet features, yes. But, um, you know, I think it'll be I think it'll be fun. I'm excited to see what it's like. I haven't opened the folder yet. So, <laughs> it was a late night last night. So I, <laughs> I pretty much just, like knocked out as soon as I got to my dorm last night but yeah I'm excited to see what it's like that's all right but it'll all be good and while you know armed forces medley is definitely going to be the challenge for our section at least the halftime music we received isn't too terrible we started looking at two of our songs while we were still rehearsing West Side Story which I'm glad we did it's not gonna be like fresh set of eyes when we come back Monday morning but it'll be much easier going into this week knowing that we already looked at some of this music and I don't know about your music but at least for the trumpets it is like night and day with West Side Story and then this music like it's a lot easier to play through and it is very like repetitive so we're not like having to worry about like learning new phrases and new licks or thing it's like you're honestly playing the same thing for most of the song and there's a lot of repeats especially in the first song so it's like I'm not too concerned. Is that the same for you, Kaylee? Yeah, I think for the most part. I mean, the thing about clarinets is that a lot of the time we'll have like 16th note runs, which is so fun. (laughs) Um, Or like we'll just have like, um, you know, stuff like that. But I mean, this week we have, I mean, not a lot of rest, but we have like notes and then rests. And so it is a lot of, it is pretty different than West Side Story, but there is definitely some there's definitely always that challenge for the music, um, but from what I've seen, it doesn't look to be too challenging so far. Like you said, there are a lot of repeats, so that'll help, especially like getting that repetition in and being able to like memorize it quicker. But yeah, it's definitely a lot easier than West Side Story. So it just the one week shows are always hard because it's like you got to learn the music right after you just put on an amazing performance, and it's like move on like show and then we're moving on and like we're you know completely disrupting everything from last week and doing something different so 
What's it like looking at the scores for this week then, Stephanie? Yeah, everything lines up really nicely. A lot of the sections kind of stay together. There's not a lot of syncopation happening. It's just straightforward. And I think the simplicity will really help with Armed Forces and Minnesota Rouser. Like, it's going to be very easy to learn. You guys already have, like, the first two songs down. You know, it's it's going to be really nice. And I can't wait to read the third on Monday. It's going to be so good. Looking forward to it. And we haven't looked at any of the drill yet, so we're basing like this talk solely on the music that we've been practicing with West Side Story. So maybe this will all change in a week. Yeah. Maybe something's just going to be thrown out the window. We don't know. But as of right now, things are looking pretty good for us. Like We are sitting great with like having five days left to learn stuff. But our first song we're doing for the show is Learn to Fly by the Foo Fighters. We performed My Hero last year by this group, and we loved playing it. Everyone loved playing this song last year. How would you guys say that your section is liking this song? Um, I would definitely say that my section like gets into it. I think the clarinets have a lot of fun with like also like the body movement type of things and stuff like that. So I think we're really getting into this song. I think it's kind of like a huge stress load has also been taking off of us, but also a new one has been put on just because it is that type of one week show. Um, so I think, you know, the stress of all the like hard drill and hard music from West Side Story is kind of like, okay, like let's close this chapter. But I think my section is really liking it a lot. Um, sectionals, like when we've played through some of it, like they've gone great. Like it's super nice. Everyone has stayed together. We've cleared up any you know small things that we've needed to so far but i'm excited to see what the drill looks like i'm assuming it'll look a lot like one week shows where it's not too terribly difficult but it's also like we're still moving and like you know sometimes we park and bark stuff like that so (laughs) i love that saying (laughs) my high school band director used to always say that so now i say it but um yeah i'm excited for this show i'm excited to honor like everyone who's served america too I think, you know, the first song especially, it's just so carefree. It's very fun. It's something that you would listen to in the car with your friends. And if you watch, you'll catch the drum majors like coming up with little dances on the sideline. It's so cute. It's really fun. And we like to just move to it. And I absolutely love that it's a Foo Fighters song because I love that we do one every single year. And I hope we continue doing that. So maybe a whole Foo Fighters show would be kind of fun throwing that out there. But I, I love it. It's great. They're such a good group. And when we, I saw that we were doing another one, and it's like, oh, let's go. It's like a throwback. It's like Throwback Thursday. <laughs> so the second song that we're performing then is called The Air Force Hymn that has two songs. The first one is called Lord Guard, but then the second one is Guide the Men Who Fly. We haven't played through the third song yet. Professor Falcone was still putting on some finishing touches, but unfortunately we are recording this before we actually play through it. But you'll be able to hear it on the next episode. But... Back to the Air Force hymn, I think even without hearing the third song yet, this may be the most impactful song, just with some of the measures, and it's very slow and beautiful, but then it builds up into this, like, maestoso section where we play not loud, but broadly and elegantly, like, bring a tear to someone's eye kind of section. It was definitely one of, like, the first times hearing it, it was, like, goosebumps. Like, when we get this and, like, we memorize it, I can just tell people are going to be like, whoa. Even when you guys read it for the first time, you could hear the impact that it's going to make on the audience on game day. Like, 
you were reading the notes. You know, there were some flubs in there, but it was beautiful. It's very much like a Bach chorale, like something you would hear in a church or something like that. And so it's smooth, it's elegant, and I just can't wait for that third song to be added in and for the emotion to be poured into this. And I'm hoping that we can really dedicate, you know, our emotions and our thankfulness to it. Like I've said, I've played pretty much all of these songs before um, and these other bands, but it's just, I mean, especially from band to band, like the chemistry is always different and it's always incredibly impactful to like actually play this. And I think it's going to even add that extra level when we're playing in front of 90,000 people on Saturday. So, um, but yeah, I mean, just working through it with a section because in the bands that I'm in, it's usually like you rehearse it for an hour, you get a break and then you're on. So it's like, you're, it's pretty much like one thing after another, but here it's like, we're working through it in a week and we're putting it together as a section. Um, so I think that's going to be really impactful and to really bring in like the entire band chemistry throughout the week, especially um, when we're playing it in the drill as well. I think that will be very impactful as well. Definitely going to be like our company front in Westside and tonight is going to be like that kind of moment because people are going to like turn their heads and be like, wow. For sure. Looking forward to it. It's mm-hmm. going to be great to hear it like and then have people like respond to it. It's going to be like they're going to like be people that probably cry during it and that's okay. That's what we, that's kind of what we want to happen good during crying. these songs. It's a good crying. But the last song that we haven't played there yet is the U.S. Air Force song, which, Stephanie, you are going to be the head ladder on. Yes. Yeah. I'm really excited because, you know, we, we play a little feature of it in the Armed Forces, but this is the full de- development on the piece. And it does like a little repeat section and it's going to be super straightforward. And I'm looking forward to tying some emotion and having fun conducting, like, you know, not just doing that standard 6-8 time, but just playing around with cues and dynamics. And I think I think that'll really push us through the week, too, to have a little bit of like variety with all of it. But why did you pick this song? I I really wanted to do, you know, something in the Air Force song, show because we kind of like alternate who stays on. And I was like, you know, I don't know what like the Foo Fighters song is going to be like. You know, I love it. And I think um, the last one is just true. It's straightforward. And I you know, like I've said a billion times, I'm a fan of marches. And so this is, you know, perfect for me. Like you mentioned, we do play this in the Armed Forces Melody. But then I took a peek at the music. I haven't really looked at it because it is it is the weekend. I am going to enjoy a little bit of like, we got through a month of West Side Story. Yes. Taking that break. But I looked a little bit at it and it is definitely like a lot longer than I thought. Like I knew when we played it in the medley, it wasn't the whole thing. But this song is 
96 measures long. That is a jump from like the 15 or 20 that we play Mm -hmm. in the medley. But I think that when we get there to rehearsing it next week, it'll probably come together because I feel like I just have a feeling there might be some sections that kind of repeat itself. So like, oh, we know, like we already played this section before, like won't be the end of the world when we get to it. It'll just be like just trying to memorize another part of it. Yeah, it's just like a repeat on the second half. And I can't wait to see what the drill's going to look like for that. I'm hoping for like pregame 2.0. That'd be kind of (laughs) cool. And I think like that's where you kind of start to see that like the actual like classical like sit down and play version is like three to six pages and that's yeah it's it's long it's a lot of page turns for sure especially if you are a woodwind player with everything that they have you play um but I think I mean it's just it's such a beautiful song and having played it in whole already before like it's just I can't wait to bring that emotion into our performance like we always do. And just, yes, it's 96 measures, but it'll be like a really good like extension, kind of like a sneak peek and pregame for like what's to come at halftime, you know. And um, I just I think that it will bring tears to people's eyes like you both have said, Um, but in a good way. I think people will like really enjoy the fact that we're honoring, you know, just all the service respectfully and just, you know, really thinking about everything that goes into just serving our country. Absolutely. I think this will be a really great show for us to put on the field. Like time will tell. We got to get through a whole week of rehearsals. But I think that this is going to go fantastic and people are going to enjoy it. But thank you, Stephanie and Kaylee, for joining me today. This was a great episode and you gave some great insight. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a blast. And thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed hearing about West Side Story and Memorial Stadium and learning our Air Force halftime show. Join us in two weeks where we'll talk about performing show six after one week of preparation and what show seven will be. The last show of the CMB 2022 season. No, I'm cry. <laughs> if you enjoyed this, share with your friends, your family, anybody you think would enjoy our music. And as always, subscribe to March It Back on your podcast streaming platform and follow our social media pages on Instagram and Twitter. And remember, there is no place like Nebraska. Nebraska.